Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Hey, if you need a title for these notes, uh, it is up, down, and all around. Um, when I was a kid, well, and it's also true now, I was the youngest of, uh, <laughs> of three children. Uh, I've got two older sisters. I, I remember... Uh, I remember this time when my oldest sister, Chantel, I love her so much, she was put in charge of us, and I was tired of the tyranny. I was tired of, of being told what to do, and I, you know, I came up with a plan, I had a speech prepared, I was ready for the moment, and my moment came, and I stood up defiantly, and I told her everything that was on my mind, and how things were going to change around here and it did not go the way that I thought. She hit me with a Vulcan neck pinch and then like I had to go sit in the corner on my knees with my nose two inches away from the wall until my mom came home. It didn't go my way. It didn't go my way and I, I did not, um, I didn't know back then uh, that, you know, authority and learning how to um, interact with it, how to engage it, how to respond to it uh, I didn't know how much that would be a, a major part of my life. Yeah. Um, what's true, actually, is that authority is something that we bump into, that we interact with, uh, no matter where we go. Uh, everywhere you are in life, uh, there, there is some authority in place. Uh, you go to Walmart. There's a kindly old man waiting for you once you've checked out. He's near the door. Uh, you make eye contact with him, and you're hoping he just smiles at you and lets you go. But he could also stop you and say, let me see, what's, let me see that receipt, what you got in that bag. Like, he's the authority in, in that moment. Uh, you go to the mall. There's authorities there in your job. Uh, you have managers, supervisors. You have directors, um, vice presidents. Uh, wherever you go in life, uh, there's authorities uh, over you and under you. Uh, I know that the Lancasters, uh, they've, got, they've got three girls. And, uh, and so um, underneath them in authority uh, over the youngest two is Kensley. Uh, you know, she doesn't have an official title, but she's got some authority. Uh, the, the, the little ones know um, that, that her word uh, is, is, has a little bit more strength to it um, than, than theirs, theirs does. Authority is, is common in life. And, and now, now none of us really enjoy um, thinking that others have um, power or, or can exert influence over us. No one, no one likes that feeling. Uh, but what's true is it exists everywhere. There are moments and times when we are subject to another's authority. And, and it matters that we get right how we interact with it, how we respond to it. Uh, it, it matters because we live in a time where it is, uh, it's not enough to just post or say that you love Jesus. Uh, we live in a time where we need to actually show the world that we follow Jesus in our actions uh, and in every space, not just online, but in the workplace, um, in, in traffic, everywhere we go, we are representing him. And so we need to know how to get this right. And so we're going to start with what the Bible says about authority. This is Romans chapter 13, verse 1. It says, Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. This is saying that God has established all authorities that we find in life, the ones that we see, the ones that we, we, we don't see now. 
Um, there are things that rise up in us when we, when we listen to this one because we all think of uh, people that should that we feel like should never have been put in authority. Um, those, those managers that, that never went to manager school uh, or, or supervisors um, who have no you know, uh, emotional I- I- IQ or no EQ, no emotional quotient. They don't know how to interact with people and care for folks. We think about all these people, uh, people that have served well and served bad. We think about um, terrible leaders in history uh, that have abused their power um, and and abused their leadership and their authority over the people underneath them. Um, And and one thing to clarify is what the Bible says is true. God has established all authority, but that is not the same as God has established the way that those in authority roll out their authority or walk out their leadership or, or do those things. They are responsible for how they lead in those positions. They are responsible for what they do with what they've been Given that God is not um, puppet mastering all of the authorities in life and and making good people do good things and bad people do bad things. He's not doing it that way. He's not uh, calling bad behavior good by saying he's established the authority, but he is expecting us to respond to authority in a certain way. Um, I I love looking uh, to the life of David. Uh, David was the, uh, what well, the Bible says, a man after God's own heart. David uh, was the, the king of Israel, was really like the, the, the one really, really good one that the Bible, you know, like focuses on. There were a couple other ones that were okay. They got a sentence or two. Uh, if you're reading through First and Second Kings, if that's your jam or, or Chronicles and beyond that, I, do it if you want to. It's good. I, I don't like to spend my time there. Uh, but the story of David uh, is really, really so good. Um, he has been anointed the next king. Uh, of Israel after the first king of Israel, Saul. Um, and, and Saul has put David in a position in his household uh, where he's actually uh, he's serving in, in Saul's household. Uh, there are moments when Saul is so angry with David that he picks up a spear and he throws it at him when they're in a room like this. Now, just a clarification. That's not him just being a little angry with someone. That's him trying to murder somebody. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. If so, go to counseling. Talk to your pastor. Uh, Pray about it. Uh, But it's it's not good in general. Uh, But he he threw a spear at him. David dodges the spear and then back on the harp. He's just going, right? That happens one time. And then it happens again. And he's still just dodging and on the harp. I don't know what they sound like. I I don't know the harp. But... So you have those moments. Uh, He's not not throwing the harp back at him. He's not trying to wrench the spear out of the wall and toss it back. Uh, He he just dodged the blows and kept doing what he was put in position to do. Now, eventually, things got so bad that David had to escape. Um, Saul wasn't just casually trying to kill him. He was now intentionally trying to to, to kill him. And so he went on the run. And and there's this this story of of the chase where you have Saul with his forces roaming the countryside trying to find David. David is running from place to place. Uh, this, this, this group of like thieves and, and, uh, and criminals um, and, and outcasts wind up gathering around him as he is uh, running from Saul from place to place. And there's this interesting story, actually this funny story, it's in the Bible. Um, it's so weird that it's in there. Saul uh, goes to poo in a cave. Uh, <laughs> he goes to poo in a cave and uh, and he's deep in his cave. He's doing his business. But what he did not know is uh, the, what he thought was the bathroom was actually the hiding place of David and his men. They were deeper in the cave. Uh, and so it says that David, he sneaks up 
on Saul while he's doing his duty. And he gets close enough to him. He actually takes his knife and he cuts off a piece of Saul's robe. Um, doesn't kill him, doesn't stab him, just takes a piece of, of the robe. Uh, and he goes back. And his men are like, why didn't you do it? What, what's happening? You, you missed an opportunity. That could have been the moment. You could have ended it all. You would be king now. Your time would be here now. And what happens with David is he's actually racked with grief for even just cutting the robe of Saul. Because he says, who am I that I would touch the Lord's anointed one? David, life in danger, pursued, um, you know, hiding out in the cave. Um, He is so consumed with this concept of of the authority that God has put on Saul that he won't even he won't even touch him. He won't even go out for justice for himself. He won't even try to make things right. It's obvious to everyone that something is wrong with Saul. Saul's heart isn't right. He's not the guy. He's not leading well. He's not doing well. But even so. David is so consumed with this concept of honoring the Lord's anointed one uh, that he won't even put his hand on them. Now, this teaching, this teaching has been used in the past um, to, uh, to validate uh, abusive leadership situations. Um, that is not what we're doing today. That's not what we're doing today. If you're in a situation where you're actually being abused, I would dare say if there's an employer throwing spears at you, maybe may they be physical or emotional and verbal, um, I would say uh, pray through that and ask God, Lord, is this where I need to be? Talk to your community. Hey, this is the scenario. This is what I'm praying through. This is what it seems like. Can you, what, what do you think I should do? God can lead you out of those moments 100%. You do not need to stay in a place where you're being hammered down, where you're being uh, torn to pieces unless God says you should then that's a whole different scenario then that's where like okay God you want me here how do I do this that's a different conversation um people have used these verses to 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 control and and say you don't ever talk back to authority you don't ever talk back to people that are over you That, that that's not what we're saying here what we're actually looking at is the fact that that David saw authority and and saw honoring authority in a different way than we do now he had, a, he had a higher appreciation for what God had put in place that, than we do now. You see, David, when he honored Saul, he knew he wasn't just honoring Saul. He honored Saul because in honoring Saul, he was honoring God. He honored Saul because God put him there. Even though the guy wasn't making good decisions, even though he was not leading well. And what I'm saying here is not, um, is not really to nitpick which leaders are, are, uh, are worth staying under, in which situations uh, we should show honor. What I'm saying is that the muscle that I think in our world, uh, as the, the church, we need to flex more often, is showing honor to those that are leading us, showing honor to those in authority over us. As a matter of fact, beyond that, showing it to everyone, showing it to everyone honoring up, down, and all around. That's what we say here at New Heart Church. That's how we honor. We show it to uh, people serving underneath us. We show it to people uh, serving beside us. And we show it to the people that are leading us as well. We honor up, down, and all around. We don't decide this based on behavior. We don't decide this based on leadership ability. We show honor because that's who we are. We show honor because that's what we're called to do. Honor like trust is freely given. We get to give it to everybody regardless of whether they deserve it. Um, We kind of live in a bit of uh, a a Star Wars mindset. So 
often, when, we, when people look at Star Wars, they watch Star Wars, and they see the Empire with the Emperor, you know, sitting above, uh, and all of the stormtroopers who can't shoot anybody. They always miss. They're terrible. Uh, but th those are the authorities. We're Han Solo and Princess Leia and Luke and the Rebellion. That, that's who we are. We're the scrappy good guys trying to, to bring justice and make things right. That's how we like to see it uh, when, it, when it's us versus the authority or when people in authority aren't treating us right. That, that's how we like to look at it. We like to see ourselves as, as the underdog. In our culture, rebellion against authority is actually applauded. You, you will get a hand clap if, if you throw out the right words tearing down someone in a position of authority. We actually uh, expect to see authorities fail. In the back of most people's minds that walk into church these days, they're thinking about pastors that have failed before. And they're wondering, who's next? When's it going to happen? They're wondering, can I even, how much do I trust here? Because, you know, churches have burned me before. Church, uh, church leaders, these leaders here, these leaders there, uh, they're just people. So uh, can I really trust them? Do they really speak for God? It's woven into our culture. It's woven into, into who we are. And, and, uh, and I wanted to uh, share just one verse that, that the Bible actually says about uh, rebellion, which is so celebrated in the culture that we live in. Um, and this one doesn't make me feel good, but this was actually spoken to Saul uh, in 1 Samuel 15, 23. Uh, this is, uh, I believe it is, I actually don't know which prophet. It's one of them. Uh, oh, wait, it's Samuel. <laughs> winning this morning, winning this morning. Oh, Samuel said in 1 Samuel, golly, <laughs> rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. And then he said to Saul, and this was after Saul's first outing as king, so because you've rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Now, Saul really didn't do anything too crazy. He, he, he didn't go, and he wasn't going and worshiping idols. He wasn't going and, you know, and murdering innocents. He wasn't doing anything that we would say is, is quote, extremely bad. Um, but he was given instructions on how he should carry out this battle, on, uh, on, on not actually keeping loot for himself, but destroying all the remains of this enemy, not letting any of them live, that they were supposed to be wiped out. That's what God said. But he thought it was a good idea to hold on to a few things to honor the Lord. He thought it was a good idea to, to leave one or two people still alive. And because he did what he thought was best, the response he got was, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. Listen, I don't fully know what that means. I don't fully know what that means, but I know enough to know it doesn't sound good. I know enough to know that that's not what I want in my life. I know enough to know that that's not what I want in my family. That's not how I want in my leadership. That's not what I want in my children. That's not what I want in my home, in my life, in my church. I, I, I don't want that. If God says that's bad, I don't want it. But yeah. man... How easily that sneaks in. Yeah. How easily that sneaks in. We, we live here in, in America, and I don't know if you noticed, but um, unfortunately, a little bit of American culture pushes this idea of, of rebellion. Mm -hmm. it, it's for it. We've got to make sure that we're not fueled fully by Broken Arrow culture or Tulsa culture or American culture, that the culture that is most pervasive, that is most on display in our lives is kingdom culture, yeah. is God's culture. What God says is right is what we do. Yeah. Yep. What God says is good is what we applaud, is what we point out. When it comes to the authorities, 
We've got to know how to get this right. We're kingdom of God people. And honor, showing honor, is a defining characteristic of kingdom people. It's a defining characteristic. If you, honestly, if you look at Jesus, I mean, that's what he did in his ministry. You know, there, there, there's, uh, there's moments when he is... Um, yeah, there's moments when he's, he's talking to the woman at the well. The woman at the well, this is a woman who was married five times and then she was living with someone. Being married five times already by itself uh, meant that she was uh, divorced five times. Um, and, and divorce in that culture, uh, it, it is more common today. But back then, God, no, there, there were very specific constraints against that. It was looked down upon. And then just living with someone, it's normal now, but it was not normal back then. Um, anyone... Uh, in that culture would have thought it made sense to shame this woman, to call out her sin, to talk about that. But, but he didn't. He let her know, hey, yeah, you're, you're, you've, you've been married five times and you're living with someone now. He, he, he talked about her situation, but he didn't pour any shame on her. He didn't pour any guilt on her. He didn't do that. He actually uh, was, was communicating value and purpose and that there could be more than what she was in in that moment. Uh, the, Jesus has this moment where these little children are trying to come to him. The disciples uh, shoo them away, but, but he starts talking about, no, 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 we need to be like these little children. We need to be, have faith like these little children. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. These kids... He was showing honor to them in that moment, pointing to their value in that moment when he didn't have to. As a distinguished rabbi, he could have just pushed them aside and gone about his holy business. But he didn't do that. Every moment he spent healing people and performing miracles, he showed honor to everyone he interacted with. Except for people that were twisting the word of God to their own ends. Except for uh, people that were um, pretending to be one thing but were something altogether Honor is a defining characteristic of the kingdom. When we're treated poorly, we don't gossip, we honor. We actually don't let gossip exist in the space where we stand. We, we, we don't let others around us tear down our leaders because honor matters so much to us. Because honor, even if their points are valid, hey, Let's, watch, let, let, let's not actually let this conversation go where it's going right now. I know things are not good, but let's be constructive here. Well, first, let's talk about what is good, okay? Let's talk about what is good. And let's figure out how we can help shift this, how we can help make this better. When we're led by inept leaders, we look for opportunities to make them look good. Yeah. We find out the vision. And if they can't walk it out right, we're going to be the best person on that team to be excellent with everything that we're getting, given. And even if they're not deserving of it, we make them look good by how, by how we take that mission, how we take that vision, and we run with it. We constantly look for opportunities to show honor, always, every moment, every time. Pastor Jess is the bomb at this. Listen, she will roll up to you in Target, and you can be not good at swiping the things across the, the barcode reader. You can be slow, and she'll, oh, you, Brenda, you are so good. Uh, you know what? You have, you've really taken care of me today. Thank you so much. It's incredible. She doesn't even think about it. She just does it. It just comes out of her. This is what it needs to look like in us. Honor flowing out of us. Honor coming out in every moment to people that don't deserve it. That don't deserve it. Uh, I remember a, a moment where um, there's a gentleman that works at a company called Wynn Nelson. His name is Les. He's like 68 years old, and he's just working like a hoss. He's a muscle man. He used to have a long ponytail, um, and he smokes cigarettes, and he looks grumpy, but he's so sweet uh, at, at, at the same time. So I, I remember this moment where he actually delivered um, a water heater to uh, some friends of mine, and, and these friends, um, they, just, they just talked him up. 
Talked about how great he was. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Oh, he did such a great job for us. Thank you. And he came back to me and he said, they just were being so nice to me. They were saying so many nice things. And I'm like, I, I, I just brought you a water heater. He wasn't doing anything that amazing. But he got honored up and down, left and right. Encouraged up and down, left and right. It, didn't, it did not have to uh, measure equally to what he had done for them. That's not how we honor. We light people up with honor. We light them up with honor, with letting them know how good they are, letting them know their value, letting them know what we see in them, even if we barely know them. We speak to what they don't see. We honor everyone. A couple more just quick thoughts about about honor. We, this is how we honor. We we choose language that unifies, Mm -hmm. not that divides. We, We encourage even when they're not being encouraging. Uh, when we've been passed over with, with recognition, we choose someone else to champion. We choose someone else uh, to lift up how great they are. We choose someone else to, to point to. When we're offended, we, we, I said this a little bit more, we actively avoid gossiping about that person. We actively avoid it. Instead, if someone's frustrating you, if someone is doing something that has rubbed you wrong or is treating you wrong, well, just so you know, that's your enemy right then. You might not want to call them your enemy. We might not use that language today. That, oh, they're my enemy. But the Bible says that we do what with our enemies? We pray for our enemies. That means you get on your knees and go to bat for this person that you can't stand. And you say, God, would you open heaven above Steve? And would you move in Steve's life? Would you do things in him that no one else can, my God? Would you help him to see like you see? Lord, see his value. See the value of the job that he's been given, of the position. God, help him to be an amazing leader lord would you bless him lord would you do this do that everything you would ask for yourself and your family and your loved ones you ask it for that person this is not easy stuff to do this isn't actually the fun part of christianity (laughs) this isn't the 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 fun or easy part but man i tell you what this is the difference maker when you do this when you become a person where honor comes out of you wherever you go Uh, where honor comes out of you in every situation. When people see you being wronged in a moment and you respond back with kindness and encouragement, uh, when you respond back in a way that does not fit the cultural narrative, it stops them. Something's different there. And that's your moment to let them know Yes, I'm different because of Jesus. Yes, I'm different. I I honor this person because I'm choosing to honor God with everything that I do. I honor this person because I know that even though this guy's not a good leader, this lady's not a great leader, God put this position here. Somehow they wound up in it. And so I'm going to honor them and honor God in the process. This is who I am. This is how we do. This is the kingdom. We honor up. We honor down. And we honor all around. Let me pray for you, and then uh, we'll move on to the next. All right, Father God, I pray that you would help us just to figure out how to walk this out. Um, I pray that you would give us grace for ourselves and grace for the people that have none for us. Uh, My God, would we be the ones to go first in honoring uh, those next to us, uh, those that we are serving, those that we are are leading? My God, would you give us the grace to be creative in how we do it, God? Would we leave every single person we encounter feeling uh, better than they should? God, would you help us um, to uplift our enemy, to pray for our enemy, to pray for those who hurt us, to bless those who hurt us, my God. Bless those who curse us, Lord. Would you help us to be different in this world? Would our lives look more like heaven? Would we be kingdom subjects?
Would the space around us uh, look more like the kingdom of heaven than the culture of our city, than the culture of our world? Lord, we trust you. We love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.